Thanks for joining us today on the New Missions Podcast, where we believe your mission field is right where you are and wherever you go. On this episode, I have two special guests, happen to be my mother and her husband, Ted. Now, their story is quite expansive because they have been living life on mission for many, many years. As a matter of fact, my mother just surpassed over 50 years of ministry. And now Ted comes alongside her and is taking her to a lot of other places. We'll talk about that in this episode because there's a special place they're going to this month that they'll reveal on a mission trip. So stay tuned. I'm thrilled to be here today with my mother and Ted. Thanks for joining us today on the New Missions Podcast. So we're actually outside of Orlando, Florida in Eustis, Florida. But uh, Ted, I'm going to go with you first. Tell us where you're from and uh, I would love to hear a little bit about what you love to do for fun. Well, Tim, uh, thank you for the opportunity to visit with you today. Uh, basically, I live in Michigan. I uh, grew up in the state of Wyoming, but I've been in Michigan for over 45 years. God led me there in a unique way, and uh, I've been able to uh, teach at Michigan State University for 33 years and then retire from that and spend uh, pretty much full time in mission-related activities. Well, congratulations. And I know that I would almost look at you and think that travel is your fun thing to do. I think after you married my mother, you had a backpack, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I have a couple of backpacks, Tim, uh, as I think you do. And we, we keep keep our stuff uh, packed up and ready to go. When the Lord calls, we want to be ready and we want to be in his service in whatever way he has uh, for us. Yeah, I admire your posture of being ready. We'll come back to some of that on where you're going this month with, with mom and some of the journeys you've been on personally and helping to bring clean water around the world, which some of us need to hear more about that story. Mom, where is home for you? <laughs> well, right now I'm home. I'm home and Ted is here with me and my son Tim is here with me and Ted and I pretty much feel at home wherever we are any day of the year. Um, we just want to be sure that where we are is where God wants us to be so that our lives can have purpose and be productive for the kingdom. So speaking of ministry, um, tell us, Mom, how it began for you. And if you could take us back to when you were a teenager, when did missions become a priority in your life? Missions became the focus of my life from the age of 11 years when I accepted Christ. At that point, I felt a compulsion that I had to tell somebody about someone about Jesus every day. So at 11 years of age, the only thing that I could come up with my imagination was buying a supply of tracks and writing my name and address and telephone number and stuffing them in mailboxes. So that's how I began to evangelize at 11 years of age. Wow, that's inspiring, especially at 11. Fast forward a little bit. You met my my dad, your husband, your first husband, and that began a journey but before that, you had an interest in overseas missions with a country called India. After I was married and with four children, I was involved with the women's ministry, Women's Aglow. And I just happened to be praying one morning and felt this overwhelming desire to tell the woman of India about Jesus. And so when your father, my first husband of 48 years, came home, I said, I think I need to go to India. And he rather chuckled because we had $83 in our savings account. But then my dad sold his business the next day, and that gave me the airline ticket, and I went off to India. And that was in 1977. 1977, you went to India. Um, give us the Reader's Digest version of what happened. You went there, Dad's church, you all raised money to do what? What did you do in India? 
When I went to India, we had women's ministry, and then we found a young man, Vasanth Joseph. Our church in Worcester built a church building for them. I had met with them, and they were just meeting out in an open field. And from there, the burden for missions never left. So at that point in our life and ministry, we moved from our suburban home into the inner city, into the church building, and that's when I created a prayer closet and my clothes closet and began to become absorbed with missions anywhere, right where my feet were or anywhere around the world. That's profound because this is pre-New Missions days. This is before Haiti, before Dad took a mission trip to Haiti. And so, Ted, I want to turn to you for a moment. Let's fast forward. That was in 1977. You go to India. You help build a church before New Missions existed. Here we are now. How many years later? Ted, where are you going in November? Well, we have an opportunity to go back to that country again. Uh, There's a group from the church that I attend in Michigan that's uh, a group of women that go and do a conference every year. They kind of wanted Jeannie to go along this year, and she told them, well, she would be glad to go, but only if I went. (laughs) Well, never before has any man gone on this trip. We will actually do a number of other things while we're there, particularly I will, but Jeannie will be ministering with a group of women, uh, holding a women's conference, uh, doing some ministry in orphanages and with small children. And I'll have the opportunity to do some water work with previous contacts in that part of the world. I love how God has orchestrated this, Mom and Ted, where your catalytic experience for missions was India. And here you are now at your stage and age of life going back to India with Ted. And then, Ted, you're fulfilling a life calling you've had in the area of bringing water to communities. Tell us how water became an area of missions for you? Well, Tim, I grew up around agriculture, became interested in irrigation when I was very young, uh, studied irrigation through my college years and water management. And my story is a little different than Jeannie's in that I didn't feel a call for missions as a young person. I just sort of gradually, the Lord led me into it, first by giving me an opportunity in the 60s to go to Afghanistan and live for two years, back when no one knew where that country was. Uh, We spent two years there teaching, working on water-related projects, developing some new irrigation technology for that country. Then I came back, ended up at Michigan State, and like I said earlier, had the opportunity to teach for many years. And just gradually, I actually worked into the area of clean water for people who make less than $2 a day in the world and became a part of an organization that concentrates on that. That's tremendous. Well, I, I commend your work globally, but also the consistency over time. You know, when I first met you and you shared with me your passion for water, it was obvious that it's been something that's been in your heart. And now God's using it for you to travel to multiple nations. Now, you both are just coming back from the Dominican Republic, Mom. You're celebrating the grand opening of a campus. Tell us about this new campus. And I want to loop it all back together, but tell us about this new campus that just opened. This new campus is a beautiful story. Originally, the school that was started there 20 years ago, we started that because they were children of immigrants from Haiti, and their parents came to cut sugarcane in the Dominican Republic, and they didn't have any legal status, and they didn't have any school to go to. So we basically had a school for them in a very difficult ghetto campus setting. Five years ago, we found a piece of land At this time, I was married to my second husband, and we committed to buy that land for $128,000. My second husband, two months later, was diagnosed with mesothelioma lung cancer, and I was trying to trust God how all this was going to happen 
because now my life was on hold to take care of my second husband. And the beautiful story in the Bible, how the woman broke the alabaster box at the feet of Jesus was fulfilled in modern day times with a woman, Erin, that I've never met, who went to visit the Dominican Republic and decided that she was going to pay in full for that piece of land for these precious children. And it did take us five years because first we built the church, we established a great spiritual ministry there, and now the school is dedicated. And it's just like the old hymn that says, love lifted me, that the love of God has lifted these children out of a non-legal status in a ghetto situation and has lifted them up to a beautiful green campus with the best of setting and Christian teachers. And this is a time of celebration and victory in the Dominican Republic for another school where children will not only learn how to read and write and have a future of a big dream, they will come to know Jesus, the most important factor in their life. Well, both of you have had your fingerprint, and I would even add your heartbeat in missions for for many, many decades, from Haiti to the Dominican Republic to Afghanistan, going back to India and, and many other countries. Ted, tell us how many countries you've been to. Well, I think the count now is 47 countries, different wow. countries uh, that, that I've had the opportunity to be in and for the most part work and for the most part go back multiple times. That's wonderful. Well, I want to just thank God for his hand of favor and provision over both of your lives, but also how your role models to me, uh, our family, and to our friends on being faithful in God's calling to live out your life on mission. Now, I do want to reveal something, and that is how you all met, but I'm going to save that for the next episode where we can talk a bit more about how Jeannie and Ted met and what's next for them in missions as we look ahead into the year 2020. So, Thanks for joining us today. I'm inspired by your all's story and how it all began together, but also how you're all faithfully serving right now and wherever you go. So thanks for being with us today. It's a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today on the New Missions Podcast. Right now, there's still plenty of time to pack a shoebox for a child in Haiti, and you'll bless their life and their family. And I'm thrilled you tuned into this episode with Jeannie and Ted. There'll be more next month as they complete the story of how they met and also a few other secrets we want to reveal to you. So thanks for listening to the New Missions Podcast, helping you live life on mission.